Is Brainiac actually a telepath? Well, he's... Uh, only, I think he only can be, do that if he has, like, a cyber thing implanted in you or something like that. Yeah. He has to get, like, nanites in you first or something. <laughs> he has to yeah, put and... a cyber thing in you? Well, Jesus. Let's yeah, leave your Bra crotch out of it, good sir. Brainiac can only make you do what he wants when he's inside you. <laughs> oh, my. And there's your intro, Scott. <laughs> Open the episode. Those are the only two options. John Byrne says he's a telepath. I'm going with John Byrne. I can't argue with that. John Byrne says that Latina women with blonde hair look like hookers. John Byrne can go fuck himself. I can't argue with that either. I also can't argue with that. Though, <laughs> so, he did bring whoa, up some... Whoa, whoa, you can't argue with John Byrne going to fuck himself? You can't argue that Latina women look like hookers if they're blonde? Because one of those is racist. <laughs> I just hey, hey, attacking John Byrne is not racist. Do you think you'll ever learn to draw a nose? No. <laughs> I make you a deal. <laughs> Rob Liefeld will learn to draw feet when John Byrne learns to draw a nose. Welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, a show that doesn't really have a story to tell, so I'm just going to ramble on about my shoes. <laughs> they now, don't match. are those the new shoes you once bought, or the old shoes you stole from that <laughs> other guy with the blue hat? It is, in fact, one of each. Uh, uh, He's both... got two feet, for the love of God. <laughs> He's got two feet? <laughs> yeah, I still have are two we... feet. <laughs> That's incredible. Where'd you get the third one? <laughs> I do not um, rightly know. I do not rightly know. I seem to have lost track of how I have come across so many feet and shoes. Are <laughs> uh, any of them the drummers? <laughs> Maybe. Which drummer? <laughs> you have any idea how little that sums it down? That's why I'm asking. Periodically, we are told not, there isn't enough of a body here to be a drummer. I'm not totally clear what that, where that line is. Is 80% of human a drummer? Is 40? If you fit a man in a sandwich bag, is he a drummer? I thought for tax purposes, we stopped remembering five oh, back. Gosh. You know, after the we fifth one dies, it just... Feels... I... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Where do you I'm think all the money keeps going? <laughs> We have, we have money? money? <laughs> I'm Scott. I'm Jim. I'm not Justin. Whoever's Justin, he's he's hiding in another room. And I'm Dan Mason. And for those, thank you who, thanks to those who participated in our crazy contest this year. Uh, the winners have been notified. They will get their prize soon. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to Timber Newtype for the Gundam Neo Caymans and the Full Audit Unicorn Gundam with its beam briefcases. Because <laughs> riffing on one of our We jokes, need to make that show. Yeah. Seriously. We, we need to make that. We, we somehow need to make that happen. I don't know how. Do anybody it. watching this show, anybody listening to this show who has any animation aspirations or skills or the ability to draw in a roughly straight line? Because if you do, maybe we can figure something out. <laughs> Is that what we'll settle for? Can you draw straight-ish? Can you sort of just do a line-type thing? Hey, Have you seen how much I shake? I can't draw a straight line. <laughs> well, perhaps you should invest in a ruler, sir. That's that's not a bad idea. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I... So, um, pick God. of the week. I'm going to go to Dan. All right. Um, My pick of the week is... Couple, like last week, I saw unfortunately the uh, Age of Extinction. Sweet Jesus, God, why? 
And unfortunately, it took me four Transformers movies to realize that their script, their stories are pretty much Mad Libs. A long time ago, ancient Cybertronian artifact <laughs> encountered Earth history. Now, Optimus Prime and Insert Human are searching to find this artifact to stop it from Megatron and other Transformer bad guy from getting it. And by the end you get to it, you get Optimus narrates. You just described every Golden Age Superman story. Intercryptonian <laughs> artifact, Superman, Jimmy Olsen slash Lois Lane, Lex Luthor as villain, completion. But no, um, I, my pick of the week is the palate cleanser of marathoning the High Moon Studios video games that came out a couple of years ago of War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron. Because damn, those are good, and it really sucks that Deadpool killed that studio. Oh, did Deadpool kill that studio? Pretty much. It didn't do anything good by them. F and Deadpool. Yeah, so we'll you know we'll never get War for Earth or any of that, which I think would be a cool thing if they <laughs> did it like an alternate history where they did them in the Generation One designs, but the Transformers waking up sparked World War Three and the Decepticons are working with the Russians and the Autobots, the U.S. and shit like that. That would be awesome. But no, we'll never get it. Instead, like what do we get? We get Age of the Dorks part. That sounds like uh, Transformers Risk, to be deadly honest. Yeah. Also Not a that viable that's a bad option. thing. That sounds delightful. I would play it. I've played weirder variants of Risk. Have you played a variant of Risk where it actually ends? Yes. <laughs> okay. I've played that good. repeatedly. <laughs> it involves tricking one of my friends into killing the other and then showing my mission cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Scott. So my Scott. pick of the week is going to Weird Al, because his new album is just good. It's quite enjoyable. It is quite enjoyable. It's a blast. <clears throat> Mission Statement is the greatest song that he's ever done. Oh my god, I hate that business lingo bullshit. Exactly. I miss the days when synergy just meant that I had more than five ranks in a certain skill and got plus two in another skill. That's it. That's all. But yes, Mandatory Fun is delightful. Possibly the last album he'll do. I absolutely love word crimes, but fuck you, I like my Oxford comma. Yeah, uh, I am I go back and forth on it, but today was very much an Oxford comma day. <laughs> Wait, I thought word crimes was very much in favor of the Oxford comma. No, he says you can get rid of it. No, he's it's not idiot. necessary. But it's like, no, I like my Oxford <clears throat> comma. I think Weird Al's new model is rather than just constantly riffing on the most popular song, he waits 10 years, let's, let's like the, the greatest hits build up, and then he attacks them. It's true. And I love well, the are... suit he's wearing at the beginning of Tacky. I would wear that suit. I want that suit. That suit is atrocious. He had a delightful variety of guests in that, uh, in that video. And I'm wondering what tomorrow's will be because we're seven day, we're six days or seven days into we're uh, gone, man. eight the days eight of album. Came out today. Was it the eighth? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's what mission statement was. Can never keep track of this stuff. Can't keep track of days of the week. Uh, you know, you wake up one morning and it's like, is it Monday? Well, now that I have to go to work every day, it'll be easy to track that stuff. That's true. That's true. Here, I was just going to blame it on the SoCo. It's a harsh mistress, is all I'm saying. All right, so, Jim, what's your pick? Marbles! I'm hopping in a Wayback Machine. I'm going to pick Marbles by Kurt Busiek. Because I reread it last night, and I fucking love it. And he did a sequel to it back in, like, 2009-ish, called Eye of the Camera, that finishes the Phil Sheldon story. And it's just, it's good. It's such an interesting way to look at the Marvel Universe and how it changed, basically, from Golden Age through the 80s. That I'm like, why? I, I almost want to go back to the days when heroes didn't have glaringly obnoxious flaws and retardedly shitty plot points. When, you know, hell, when Giant Man didn't beat his wife and it just became normal. He just got a little excited that one time. Oh, and I, I know the basis for it. It's also screw up in art direction. Yes. But it doesn't mean people don't now immediately go, well, Giant Man beats his wife. Yeah. Well, that's because fans are lazy. And really, yeah. who gives a fuck about Ant-Man? <laughs> Do you depends. shut up about fucking Henry Pym, sir? Well, no, that's the reason I say depends. Are we talking Henry Pym or are we talking Scott Lang? And are we talking when they were properly written or now? Scott Lang is a hooligan. Scott oh, Lang is a yeah. fine Ant-Man in the 70s back when Tony Stark could be written properly and Jim Rhodes in the armor was an interesting character to take. You don't like War Machine is what you're saying? I was fine with War Machine. I don't like what they've done with him since. 
Let's turn him into a cyborg. Let's turn him back to normal. Let's put him in the Sentinel Brigade. Let's put him back to normal. Can you figure out what the fuck you want to do with the character, please? And why is Tony looking like he's being made by Apple? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the passion of Jim Morrison. I could rage all night. I've already pitched that Scott and I need to do an episode about the shitty state of modern comics. You guys go nuts. I'll be in the corner weeping. Why? Just the thought of the rage percolating around. Man, you ain't seen nothing. Wait till you see me drink and get angry. I'll take your word that that is uh, I just rant louder. I lose the ability louder. to control my volume. Yeah. Louder and less coherent. No, no, no. I'm still as coherent. I just lose track of my points after about 10 seconds. Great. Awesome. But yeah, Marvels. Fantastic. If you've never read it, go read it. If you have read it, go read it again. You ever read Warren Ellis's Ruins? Don't read that. <laughs> Hated Ruins. It wasn't very good. I described Ruins last night as basically try and make it realistic, but through the eyes of a nihilistic 13-year-old. Like, like radiation you. immediately gives you tumors and fucking evil death. Fuck off, kid. Or an Ellis, ladies and gentlemen. He can write good. There's some of his stuff that's good, and I don't understand why he writes crap like that. I think he was just angry, and Marvel was willing to give him a lot of space to go. Uh, I just wonder if Buziak and him are ever in the same room together, like... Oh, fuck. That sounds like a WWE brawl right there. Like, that's a folding chair to the back of the head. I would pay for that pay-per-view. Yes. So it was Uziak <laughs> in the Annihilation Chamber. All right. The Annihilation Chamber. The really, the Annihilation Chamber? Sorry. That no, that's good. fine. I like the fact that you went there. All right. So you're going to ask me what, Scott, what I'm, what I'm, what my thing of the week is? Yeah, what's Am I just going to sit here feeling awkward and left out? Fine, what's yours? Uh, well, I'm actually going to go pretty far back, too. My thing of the week is Multiplayer Mass Effect 3, because that is some damn fun game. And I just, I, I, I thought, I, I realized I hadn't played it in a while, so I went back and I'm like, I've got a level 20 Geth Juggernaut. I can kill anything that comes into sight. This is great. And there's like eight players left in the world, so anytime there's like three of us online, we all get together and play, and it's... So much fun. I was about to start a second playthrough of Mass Effect 3, so give me a poke and we'll we'll shoot some dudes. Excellente. You'll be up to nine. <laughs> yeah, nine guys. PC or 360? Uh, 360. 360. We can get two games going at the same time. You may have a third for that. <laughs> Woohoo! Ten. Jesus. We're one away from not being able to count them all on our hand. <laughs> no, no. Or if we cut someone's finger off, then we're already there. That's true. Keep that in mind, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I say on this show can be construed as a confession. Is or a threat? threat? <laughs> well, I mean, that's entirely separate. No. Yeah. Hey. All right, so our main what? topic for the evening is Godzilla. <laughs> ah, run! Run! He looks like he's exploding. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, sound effects. Oh, that's good. That's our budget, folks. The show is over. Have a good night. This podcast is ruined. You've ruined it. We've gone all morning radio. I'm out. <laughs> Scott Wachter and his zoo crew. <laughs> there's worse things on radio. I'm not saying there's any good things on radio, but... No, I'm not pushing for that either. Uh, yes, Godzilla 2014, not 2008. Nope. <laughs> Yes, I I liked it. I don't care what any uh, anybody says. It was all Are right. People... Like I I have two little boxes that I put Godzilla movies in. There's a there's the handful that are supposed to be serious, and there's the handful that are just dumb fun, and or I I should say the double fistful that are just dumb fun. Yeah. And this one is going for the serious, and it does pretty. It, it stacks up pretty well. I have two issues really, but. There are worse thing. There there are worse giant monster movies out there. There are <laughs> this director has made worse giant monster movies. <laughs> wow, that was an awkward uh, film festival pick. That's all I'm saying. Immigration laws are bad. Okay. Okay. Hamfisted narrative. What is that? In a in a giant monster movie, never happens. <laughs> so a film festival film, so it obviously has to have some kind of ham-fisted narrative in order to even qualify to be in a film festival. No, it's TIFF. See? They'll take anything. On the basis of that, we now need to do a film 
with a ham-fisted narrative about how cheese sandwiches are a subpar form of nourishment. Well, you can't eat that. They're not an everyday food. <laughs> but uh, I like it. Kills uh, the elderly or something. Boy, something you, completely you like You liked monsters or you liked Godzilla? Godzilla. All right, because we kind of jumped trying to get us, I was like trying to get us back on topic. Oh, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> but uh, I liked it. Um, I was actually kind of hyped considering the fact that, like, I kept hearing about, oh, they showed a trailer at Comic-Con. And then apparently... Legendary and their team of assassins waited for everybody to post it. Oh, this is what I saw. This was in it. And then the, the screen cap of the headshot from two years ago. And then as soon as the blog was posted, the assassins striked. Because <laughs> they kept that shit on lockdown. I mean, we didn't even see the Comic-Con teaser until what? Like four months before the movie came out, almost? Give or take. Yeah, yeah the one with the Oppenheimer quotes and all that? Yes. Yeah. That, they kept that shit on lockdown. <laughs> Which is almost competent of them. <laughs> in this day and age, hell yeah. You either I, normally play with that or you're usually screwed. How how well done was the secrecy? Because I stay away now. I didn't know how many kaiju were in the film until I, until I saw it. So I didn't know walking in. Well, okay. I knew there was going to be something besides Godzilla. And I mean, there was a couple scenes that made it look like... Like, when you're seeing that tail split thing and a couple other things, it kind of looks like Mothra is in it. It kind of looked like Ghidorah might be in it and Varan. Like, there was little bits and pieces that smacked of older established monsters, so it looked more like a Godzilla versus piece. And then yeah. they were pulling from other franchises like Gamera, because, like, the toys start coming out, and like, is that Gauss? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was it, is that it took the toys to... It took the toy solicitations to really spoil that there were extra monsters. Although I will point out that for... A little over a year, uh, the official Muto Research Twitter feed has been following the show. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, seriously? Oh. Yeah, like after we dropped the Pacific Rim episode, it started following us. Now, is this an official official Twitter well, I, feed? I, I, I double checked it, and it is registered to Legendary Pictures. It links to them. Hey so guys, guys. So that was for like hey, their AR thing that they were doing all that. Yeah. Why the, why the hell didn't you give us a ticket to the movie, you bastards? Yeah, we, we, we would have gone to a screening. We would have gotten to this episode much sooner if you'd done that. <laughs> we can play the game, fellas. Don't you worry. <laughs> we know how this works. No. They they already know we will work for Peanuts. We have been on air as stating we'll work for about $10 across all of us. Considering the Godzilla fan I am, I would have yeah. just been like... He would you have know paid what? to see the movie, like, ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. like... <laughs> he would have done yard work. <laughs> yeah. He would have just bought my ticket one way. I don't care about running back, as long as I saw the movie. But I had a good time. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. Like, most well, of the reviews leading up to it, they're like, oh, well, the human drama is lacking. I'm like, okay. That's eh, kind of... With one exception, that's, that's normal. normal. I'm going to say <laughs> that Quicksilver's performance was not the best. <laughs> It was a little slow. Uh, 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 I'm going to murder you, Jim. You set that up, man. Whether you did it intentionally or not, you set that up. <sighs> but it was a little slow in all actuality. It comes down to one issue, is that you establish a interpersonal drama between Quicksilver and Brian Cranston, and then you kill off Brian Cranston, and now we've just got Quicksilver and his boring wife and kid doing things that are not very smart. <laughs> yep. Until well, you he... want to stay in the city, leave your child with a stranger, and just wait for your husband in case the horrible monstrosities ignore you? She's oh, a I... nurse. She's doing her responsibilities. Honestly, though, they weren't the stupidest. Like, the guys on that train were the dumbasses. Like, hey, there's explosions and fire on the other side of that hill. Well, let's keep going forward. Yeah, we should probably just go through there. I'm sure whatever it is, it's been dealt with. Yeah. I'm it's just going like to say, monster coming or something. they stopped and sent the guys ahead, and the monsters circled around and ate them. So, <laughs> they were, they did that as was best a no they win could. Scenario. There was just not a lot of good news for them. The monsters proved to have better tactical awareness than the U.S. military, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is an actual fact, and uh, can anyone de de deny that? I, I don't no, know. considering a 400-foot spider monster was able to sneak up on, sneak up on a train loaded with armed Marines and, and Army personnel. All I'm saying is trains have a certain drawback in their maneuverability. They can go forward, and they can go back. 
And the best option in that one would have been to go back and take a different track. <laughs> or possibly a different means. And air support. Like, get some choppers on that shit, man. Well, I mean, they do they have, have the EMP shit. They have the EMP Muto. Yeah, um, Muto P. I don't know. I think the weird thing was, is like, the females was not <laughs> as strong as the I think the females was not as strong as the males because after she tromped through Las Vegas, in the background, you see that she's being circled by Apaches and they're all shooting at her, so she's not dropping them like flies. There is that. Yeah. Very good observation. Yeah. Perhaps she doesn't even have one. Perhaps it's entirely the. Uh... The male's I think it's, capability. Oh, I think it's a limited range for her because she was able to stop the tugboat. I, you obviously paid much closer attention to the film than I did. I catch these things. Oh. Are we? Are we assuming this is a spoiler zone? Oh, because we I, have to. I think okay. It's, yeah. Oh no, no, I'm not. Like, it's one of those. If you're listening to the episode, we're going to assume you already know. Otherwise, <laughs> or don't care. Kind of wind up in usual suspects territory again. <laughs> I was kind of happy that when I see, saw it on open night because I thought, uh, you know, most the the theater was packed, and I thought most of the yeah. people were like, oh, hey, this is a cool summer action movie. We're going to love it. And then, uh, like, at all the right scenes, I can hear that there are hundreds of other Godzilla fans in my hometown because I mean, everybody's cheering at the right points. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's hooting and hollering, and it's like, yes. We I are a, legion. I made a happy noise when when the uh, light trailed up the spines. Oh, oh that was so oh, cool. that was gold. That was gratifying. Oh, <laughs> when, like just as soon as that glow started, and like you just hear it go, long, 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 and it's like everybody in the theater going, yes, 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 and then he fires it, and it's almost screaming. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in the theater with you, Justin. <laughs> uh, that's why the floor is sticky. <laughs> that's always that why the floor is sticky. Come on. Radioactive death fire. Yeah. Just oh. the kill. Let's yes. grab her by both jaws and just fry the bitch. Oh, I thought she was so. I thought he was going to totally King Kong. And it's just like, no, I'm going to one up it. Yeah. <laughs> Fatality. Like this is this is why you're the king of the monsters. Because yeah. you don't fucking stop. Oh, I thought Tokyo got it bad, man. That was some... Can I just say, I really do like this redesign of Godzilla. I know Japan was like, he looks fat. And I'm like, no, he's rocking it. Let him go. Yeah, he's bulky, but that's he may, fine. He may have put on some pounds, but he's been hitting the gym. You know, he's all like... There's bulk under that. Yeah. That is all killing power. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this just sets up for the sequel where he starts cracking up the sumo moves again. That's all that is. As long as he rides his... Just have he's going to fly on his tail... He rides his tail down a hill, I'll be happy. <laughs> or, you know, he just turns around, frees on the ground, then grabs his tail and starts flying off. <laughs> that would be an interesting move. <laughs> Happened in Smog I, Monster. Actually, I would so, really enjoy if that's the direction they chose to take the new series. But they're like, fuck it, you know what? Everybody liked the crazy, super heroic Godzilla from the 70s. So we made our serious movie. From this point on, it's all just Godzilla beating the crap out of weird shit and doing strange crap. At this point, it turns into the Joe Schumacher series. Oh, God. Yeah, but it would work with Godzilla. As long as he's got big nipples, then we're all happy, is <laughs> what you're saying. Uh, uh, no! The no. G-nipples. As long as the G-nipples are nice and... Oh, we'll check that out. That's a very unique look Seriously, to it. Seriously, I am never going to the theater with you. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I thought... I just... It was hilarious because... Um, like towards the end of the movie when like you know they're cleaning up the debris and Godzilla's passed out on the beach <laughs> and like as he was waking up somebody's like medical reminder on their watch started going off so everybody in the theater starts cracking and people are riffing and going I'm up I'm up <laughs> I like that he took a nap <laughs> yeah. like it, it's literally like it, it is literally just you know what? I killed two giant monsters today. What did you do? I'm, Guys, ta- I'm gonna stop I'm gonna here just for a ride while. Out for a second, try and clean up San Diego for a bit. Somebody <laughs> dropped a building on me. You try that. You guys need I... to build your shit better. He's falling on me. I, I did like the little uh, the the bit on the TV is King of the Monsters? Question mark. Oh yeah. God, yes. Savior of our city. I, I, I choked up a little. Oh, that was cool though. Because it's like, that's a really nice way to put it. That would be a situation where he would get that title. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fought the other two in one. 
Yeah. And then once they finish rebuilding everything, you know, Hulk Hogan is going to try and challenge him in the ring because that's how that would go. But that does how that is how it goes. Yeah. I think Brock Lesnar would probably go for that bout actually. <laughs> I would almost want to see that. <laughs> Brock <laughs> Lesnar versus God. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Andy Circus's uh, special effects company have part of? Uh, with the creature effects? He he did some consulting and a little bit of mocap for the role, which means he has now played Godzilla and King Kong. Wow. And also um, a, a drunken sea captain and Gollum. And what a world of wonders we live in. What a world of wonders. Andy Serkis changes everyone. To be honest, the, the, the mocap on the drunken sea captain was, I'm going to be honest, some of the best. Oh, well, that, that movie was amazing. He looked so realistic. <laughs> Even using the grits for shaving, you know, shaving swat. Uh... Andy Circus, we love you so much. <laughs> We're really sorry you're in a constant fight with the special effects community as to the, the importance of your roles respective to the to uh, bu- big budget uh, features at the moment. Hopefully you can hash that out and you can all have Oscars eventually. You're my favorite monkey, Andy Circus. <sighs> He's an ape. <laughs> That's my favorite thing is calling the monkeys and I was going, he's actually an ape. I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, they'll just put a tail on him for the DVD release. <laughs> Planet of the Monkeys. No, that that will be the Asylum Pictures version. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a bunch of fucking uh, monkeys. Did, actually, the Asyl- did Asylum release a Godzilla film? Right. No, actually, I don't think they did. Well, I'm wait a minute. They, 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 like every week. Or something? They're making a Sharknado 2. Which I finally saw the first one at the live riff tracks of it, which is the only way I'll see an asylum picture. Was Sharknado Asylum? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. That That's I'm how they've got. Filmmaker would make that. That movie just... is how they've gotten the budget to do all these other shitty knockoffs that they keep doing. I just want to point out the budget of what? They get no budgets. That's their whole shtick. It costs $2,500. <laughs> Troma seems to have less money than they do. Holy crap. Troma has, when no, Troma's no. classier than your organization, you know there are some issues. Of, uh... yeah. No, dude, I, I have to give Asylum credit. They are actually doing Lady Expendables. <laughs> no, Cristiano... What? What? <laughs> the Expendables in a way that don't sound crazy. What? Okay, so they've got Chris, Christana Loken... Bridget Nielsen, Vivica Fox, Cynthia Rothrock, Zoe Bell, and Nicole Bilderback are the female Expendables. They've titled the film Mercenaries. That's not even trying. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm going to buy it because it has Zoe Bell. But yeah. I'm not going to enjoy a second of it. God, no. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, back to Godzilla. I, there were only, like, like like Scott said, like there's only, like, two things I had a problem with. Like, one was... All the advertisements of featuring Brian Cranston, and he's gone after 30 minutes. And the fact that they kept teasing him, like, the first time at Hawaii, I was cool with it. But then, when he arrives in San Francisco, and him and the male Muto are clashing, it's like, oh, okay, you, you closed the door, and now we're back to army guys. Okay, and now the army guys are sky army guys are skydiving, and... Okay, we see the monsters fight, and oh, oh, now we land. Well, if you're going to make a giant monster movie where you're going to cut away to things that are not giant monsters beating each other up, you that that thing has to be in the same range of interesting. And yeah. that that guy hauling a nuke around was not interesting enough to warrant the amount of screen time he got in the third act. When I could have had more monster punching. Well. Maybe somebody in the theater wanted that. I don't know. Seriously, who the fuck went to Godzilla and didn't want monster punching? Well, I realized that a film, you know, a giant monster movie, and uh, Dan, I'm, I'm looking at you to back me up on this. It's it's not. It can be lots of monster punching, but I mean, that you hit a certain level when you're saturated with monster punching, and you just want to see anything else. And yeah, as long I, as you exist in a different world than me, Justin. You exist in a different world, and it scares me. I'm sorry, man. I just, but I'm just like, like this. Whoa. This is the king's return, man. This is like, it's it's been ten years for him since he was last on screen. That was a guy in a suit. Give the king his time. Wait, I I think we got enough. I mean, it's like, didn't somebody like do a spreadsheet of how much time he had on screen in this compared to everything else? I think well, part of like, it could have been approach. Like you watch the you watch the original. And I think it's fair to compare this, given it's functionally a relaunch, yeah. to the original. And 
the original spends a lot of that movie not focusing on Godzilla. Yeah, but there, Focus there are on the interesting things. Godzilla, the fallout of the action, the interaction because, with the character. Well, we but had Raymond Burr. We're dealing with interesting. Like Serizawa is interesting. The the paleontologist who doesn't want them to destroy Godzilla is interesting. His daughter and her boyfriend, who is sort of her boyfriend, they're interesting. The humans in this, outside of Brian Cranston, like Quicksilver, again, not a particularly interesting person. Like the again, the reviews that state the human drama is lacking, they were right. I was willing to put it aside because I'm like, I want to watch Godzilla beat the shit out of stuff and wreck crap, but like. We can fill in those spaces with more, well, at least somewhat comparably interesting stuff we know because we've seen it done. Well, and even just the stuff with the general and uh, Ken Watanabe could have been fleshed out. I feel like that cluster of characters just sort of sat there and said, we should nuke them. Let them fight. We should nuke them. Let them fight. Let them fight. We paid to see them fight. Let them fight. Come on, man. <laughs> Seriously, we're here. Okay. What do you mean you didn't buy tickets? Also, at the command post when he does the let them fight, does anybody else keep getting distracted by that one dancing army dude in the back? <laughs> like, I watched the scene when, like, the, 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 the previews of it are, like, showing up on, like, Yahoo and shit, and, and I just, like, I'm sorry, you're saying something? I, I can't take my eyes off this dancing army ranger in the background. That was the best take they had. The world's going to shit, and he's like, no, you know what, I gotta, I gotta get my group on. He's a reservist, and he's from San Francisco. He's actually a dancer full-time. Yeah. He's got to get that extra time. Like, they only had the one shot of Ken Watanabe staring off into the middle distance, and they they had to go with it. They couldn't get him to stare into the middle distance again. I don't know why. It was just a bad weekend for him. He's like, I refuse. You won't let them fight. I don't understand. (laughs) <laughs> Ken, you know this is a film, right? What? <laughs> what? You mean they're not real? I, I want to see them fight. It's why I took this job. I was told I could stare at a golf ball at the end of a fishing pole, and that's <laughs> what I intend to do. <laughs> but I, I'd also like to point out that the U.S. Army in this movie does very reasonable things. <laughs> they, well, you know, they uh, really were written well. I mean, written okay. For the army in a monster movie? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, this is the army in a monster movie, and you're like, you know what? General Guy has a point. Why don't we just line up all the tanks and then uh, shoot at them? Lift through the shit out of them. <laughs> Fire. I did like uh, I did like the, uh, the, the stuff on the bridge, but really, they, they should have gotten those people off yeah. first it's like the... okay the, the other thing that okay that's one other thing that bugged me was when godzilla shows up in hawaii he doesn't give a fuck he makes a tsunami he kills hundreds of people he trumps right through honolulu and just doesn't give a fuck but then suddenly he shows up at san francisco and he's really really careful about not knocking over this bridge that he could have just swam underneath <laughs> Man, I guess he's got just got an appreciation for historical artifacts. Okay. He doesn't like Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. He's, he's seen Hawaii this, before, and they're like, no, you stuff. know what, we're not going to luau with you. And he's like, oh, fuck this shit. I'm back here again? Oh, oh, it's on. I'm going to show you how to fucking luau. <laughs> this is for the spam burgers, you sons of bitches. Where's my little tiki thing? Nobody ever gives me one of these when I'm here. It just picks up a random, like, umbrella off the beach and sticks it in a water tower. Godzilla came here to get laid. Hey, how you doing? This is a nice airport. There was somebody out there who wanted that in that movie, and they didn't get it, and they are disappointed until now. (laughs) That'll be in the Axel Braun parody. Oh, God. (laughs) Damn it, Mohar. (laughs) Swish. Ten points. I have no idea like, I get 10 points in there. <laughs> so, I liked it. I want to. I'm kind of basketball works. I don't know. If you, how far away do you have to get it in for 10 points? You have to be playing Quidditch. Oh, Jesus. What a shitty game. Sorry. <laughs> what did you do? Did you, like, throw it and have it loop three times and then come back in right close to it so it only clocked on a one? Nothing but net. The first You're one. You're cheating with physics. I am. Sorry, we're we're interrupting the one person who actually wants to talk about the movie we're discussing. I'm kind of curious what they'll do for sequels. I want to see Mothra, but I, I'm a little wonder. I'm wondering how they'll take it because there was the cameos at the beginning, 
Well, there was and... the Japanese post-credit scene that we didn't get for whatever reason. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, what uh, was the Japanese post-credit one? J- Japan got a scene after the credits that was a teaser for Mothra. Is that when God? What? Is that when King Kong swam out of the water? And no, I'm sorry. <laughs> like describe this scene. What? What? Like what happened? Like a butterfly, a giant butterfly land on some kid's head or something. <laughs> That would kill him, Dan. Two twins come out of a cave. Yeah, it's two twin. It's that's pretty much it. Oh, that'd be curious to see. I mean, it'd be interesting how, be seeing how to see how they handle the mysticism. Mothra. Like, is Mothra going to be like a spirit of the earth mystic thing? Is it just a gigantic bug that should die because its size doesn't allow it to live for more than a fraction of a second, and it doesn't? What did you, did you see the Mothra bit on the uh, tank in the house? Yes. Yeah, that I was love that. that was awesome. That, that was in the, uh, in the schoolroom right before they start evacuating, you'll see the life cycle of a moth. <laughs> Mothra's on that. They oh. literally show the larva, the cocoon, and the full spread pattern. And the and the strange psychic twins are they on there? Well, no, they're not on there. Well, but but they're part of the life cycle of a moth. Yeah, right. Someone should write what their I fucking understood. school board. Yeah. And it's it's the same as smog. You get enough pollution, it comes alive and tries to kill everybody. And roses turn into gigantic monsters that devastate, that devastate Tokyo. See, the well, next no, film should have the next film should have a monster who represents global warming. You mean Hedera? Uh, okay, sure. Well, I I think what will be interesting is like. Okay, they... so there are a few steps ahead of me. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> I, maybe you just looked up for Hattery, didn't you? No, I didn't. I well, didn't apparently, know. legendary. When they got the rights to do Godzilla, they got the rights to do like either four or five other monsters. Uh, well, they so... got they got a handful of monsters and then a three movie deal. Edwards yeah. won't be doing it, although he want he had started outlining sort of a, a destroy all monsters kind of story in number three. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. See, you know what I want? Get her up. Of course you want. You to save him that. for three. You got to save him for three. But... Oh yeah. No, that's it. You got to have the world destroyer show up and be like, "Hi, I shoot gravity death beams, and I'm here to fucking ruin everything you've ever come in contact with." Is it a noun? Then it's fucked. <laughs> Adjectives are also fucked. Verbs may or may not survive. It will be determined on a case by case basis. Adverbs are fine. Oh god. He needs those to smash other things. Yeah. Like I, I could see like for the sequel, like some Russian energy companies like d- drilling through the now exposed uh, Siberia, you know, land and all that crap from global warming, and they awaken something, or they find something encased in ice and it, it attracts Godzilla, and you'll have the classic army versus monster stuff because Godzilla knows that hey, if this thing wakes up, it's going to be fucking bad. But he's trying to get there, and the Russian army's like, nope, no, you don't. <laughs> Plus, you can at this point you can pretty much do whatever you want to the Russian army, and people will be like, "Yeah, those guys, <laughs> screw those Fuck guys, the Soviets, fucking Ruskies." The Russians are the bad guys again. It's a weird trip for a lot of us that grew up on '80s action movies. It's Gee, because they voted in a lunatic, <laughs> and everybody thought he was not as crazy as he is when they. To be honest, him. I don't know how much they voted him in. Let's just the first time. Yes. The- Voted. Yes, we're going to say voted with extreme quotation marks. The very first time Putin got in power, it was a legitimate election. They did not call it on fraud. Every election after that has been fraudulent. Has been hinky, let's just say. Hmm. All, all I'm saying is the first time you, you're allowed to make that mistake. Afterwards, it has to be oh, you're pretty fine. much... Afterwards, it's pretty much uh, Saddam Hussein-level shit. Oh, yeah. That's so, why I love the idea of, you know, the Soviets doing anything in any of these films, because I'm like, how are you supporting this with your infrastructure that's basically six guys trying to pretend that they have money? Hey, Godzilla can smash the Russian mob. That'd be a <laughs> I want to see the Russian mob's giant robot. Yes, the Russian mob has a robot in a tracksuit that keeps saying bro. Hey, bro. They'll, they'll just pull a note from Godzilla for space Godzilla. They'll have him, like, kidnap some psychic girl. They'll try to get her to control Godzilla and go where they want. Oh, wait, wait. We wanted to come to us, but make it stop. Make it stop. Oh, crap, it's stepping on our house. We will control Godzilla, and he will come to us and serve us. You're half right. <laughs> he will find you and obliterate you. That was your objective, right? This is Soviet Russia. Everything is backwards here, right? In Soviet Russia, Godzilla steps on you. Well, that's what he does everywhere else. <laughs> Why did you assume that would be different? <laughs> so, yes, monsters and icebergs. Win! Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to what they got. I, I kind of hope they pull a bit of an IDW and just have monsters waking up for everywhere for reasons. And has, has it been confirmed, or 
Well, I mean, they already wants to do more. Well, they're monsters. His first movie? Yeah. Series? I'm pretty sure it's obvious he's going to have to face other monsters. No, I mean, have they they confirmed they're going to do more Godzilla movies? Yeah, they got a trilogy of Greenlight. Okay. They could try and take a page out of the 50-year war and just go, we don't really need to explain anything. Just, here's monsters. Here's a black hole gun, because black hole guns are fucking cool. See, I think, based on how this movie came out, I think they're going to try to explain some things, and then once they reach a bare minimum of explanation, Ken Ken Watanabe is going to stare into the middle distance and say, let them fight. Let them squabble. Let them nipple pinch each other. <laughs> Let them have a Donnie Brook. <laughs> well, my friends point out, like, the male Muto apparently was just an annoyance to Godzilla. It would just fly up, scratch him in the back of the eye, <laughs> and fly off again. Did, did you see that the female, when she passed overhead, and you're like, oh my god, what are those glowing things? Oh, oh god. Muto lady bits. Damn. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get that it's a female. We we don't care that much about the anatomy. Yeah, the anatomy of the Muto. Well, to be deadly honest, it's probably going to be a five-page spread in next month's Fangoria. <laughs> See, there's your first mistake. You're reading Fango still. Are they still publishing Fangoria? God, I hope not. I think they are. Somehow I, I think they are. The I've seen it at comic shops, but I don't bother to pick it up. It I know Starlog got killed, which made me weep for about... A day, because I love that book so much. Fango Branch is dead. Yeah, it still, it still comes out. Why is Fangoria still coming out? Fango has a MySpace page. That should say something to people. Fangoria is still coming out because people occasionally go to the stands and Room Org is sold out. So you know what? You go home. You save the seven dollars, and you go online. Like, there's no reason to spend money on Fango. Ever. Well, except for their five-page layout about Muto biology. <laughs> of course. With this, with the center. Then you of... buy the issue and you burn it, so there's no record anywhere. You don't buy it. You go online, download the PDF, and call it a day. You still retain that because it's basically an ecology of the Muto, and you're going to use that at some point in your life. I guarantee it. So does this leave the world open? Is the, is the Western world ready for a Gamera movie? Big budget Hollywood Gamera movie. <sighs> Do we, need uh, a, do we need a multi-million dollar rocket turtle? If maybe, he is cool. He is neat. He is full of turtle meat. Yay, Gamera. Maybe if we had brought over the... Th- he is friend to all children. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's really I want what a Sat- it's all about. I want a Saturday morning cartoon of Gamera. Is there, do they even have Saturday morning cartoons anymore? Apparently, Cartoon Network was trying to make a deal back in 05 to do that. <laughs> it, was supposed to, it was supposed to tie into Gamera the Brave, but then, like, as... Gamera the Somebody Brave sobered up and realized you can't do that. Well, yeah, as because it you tanked, can't do that on Cartoon Network. Gamera the Brave tanked on in Japan, so I guess because of that, the deal fell through. Uh, endless tragedy. And to answer your question, I have no idea if Saturday morning cartoon shows exist because I know nothing about modern children. I think the only network that even has Saturday morning cartoons is the Hub. Not even the Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network doesn't run cartoons. Yeah. No, man. I don't know. I thought it was all like that Japanimation stuff. Oh, that hasn't been on there since 05. And then all, what was was just reruns of Bleach and Inuyasha at 5 a.m. There needs to be a sound effect that goes off when I say that. <laughs> Japanimation. Yeah, people need to understand the significance. Just play the intro of the old Saturday anime Saturday thing from Sci-Fi Channel. No, no, I think I, I think I'm gonna find that uh, the the Robotech Barbie doll jingle. That, that's what <laughs> Is that some sort of Japanimation thing, Scott? <laughs> yeah, actually, no, oh. it's not. No, not even a little bit. There were Robotech Barbie dolls. Yeah, yeah, because they were marketing Robotech to both genders back in the '80s. The guys got the action figures, the girls got the dolls. How progressive. The easiest way to market to women is Barbie, according to, you know, idiots. Like how? I always thought it was just to shrink it and pink it. No, that's the modern approach. That's the okay. reason if you go back to the 80s and find pictures of Legos for girls, they look like normal Legos, and now they're electric pink. What was that thing that uh, Vodka? the unicorn girl in the Lego movie? Oh, God. Cat. Oh, frack. Unikitty. Fuck. The Allison Brie character. I don't know what she was called. I don't know. All, all I cared about was the fact that Alison Brie was behind it. Yeah. I loved it when she snaps. It's like, what's this? This is the opposite of happy. And I like it. 
<laughs> that just goes nuts and starts ripping bots apart. Yeah. I'm going to be keeping that for later. Princess Unicate. Wait, what? <laughs> really? Really? That's going into the bank? Yeah, it's pretty much anything Allison Brie does. She can get into a belching contest with Hulk Hogan, and I'm like, oh, baby, yeah. You know what Daddy likes. Pull your hand back up, Justin. <laughs> you can see the video. Hands oh, on the wait, desk. Uh, uh. I'm I'm more troubled about the fact that you specified Hulk Hogan. Than <laughs> anything else. Like that's part of the fantasy. Yeah. Like is that key here? If it was Andre the Giant, would you be like, fuck that shit? I'm uh, not touching that. I just okay. want to point out he's been dead for like a, several, a couple decades, so you know necrophilia yes, just not my thing. He's pickled with wine for the last fifty years. There is that. He probably hasn't decayed at all. Uh, anybody want a peanut? Okay, so we've we've got maybe we've got a little time left before I really want to call this an episode. Godzilla nineteen ninety. Call this an episode? I'm gonna call it something questionable and possibly not work safe. Okay, <laughs> no, never, never work yeah. safe. NSFW bitches. But uh, Godzilla nineteen ninety eight. Do you your worst. Son of a bitch. <sighs> That's a lot of fish. The movie was shit, but the act, the cartoon that the Fox cartoon that came after it was actually good. Like Is there... I. I is there a just a, a cut that's just Jean Reno scenes? Yeah, it's called the professional. Oh. I was gonna make that exact same joke. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> thank you. Sitting in the Jeep going, sure. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you very much. <sighs> I day, I don't understand. Like the man is an incredible actor. He's talented as all get out. Like I will watch him in damn near anything. Yes. Why did he agree to do that? Because like, apparently, apparently he owed Emmerich something, and he had to pay it off. What the fuck did Emmerich do? Save his entire family? See, I think it has uh, something to do... I, I, I want to say it's tied to his appearance in Onimusha 3 somehow, but I'm not sure. He doesn't sure. get paid not to act, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Even though he's... I would take zero dollars over Godzilla. I like to think a lot of money. I think a lot of those people thought they would be doing better off than, uh, you know, the film would be good. We're going to make a Godzilla. The guys who made Independence Day are going to make it. Well, sure. Giant reptiles. Money. Boom. Taco oh, like, Bell. The script in our lives. The Taco Bell dog. Sean Puffy Combs. Well, like, I saw that movie when I was 12, and I'm like, wait, what? Because <clears throat> I, I was a huge Godzilla fan. My first, the first Godzilla movie I ever saw was a double feature of Godzilla vs. King Kong and Godzilla vs. Mothra. You know, some of the greatest out of the old 60s stuff. And I'm just watching this. I'm like, no, got, got, he doesn't do that. No. Okay, no. okay, Scott? Yeah? Did you have a specific question regarding the film, or did you just throw a chunk of raw meat into a room full of hungry cats? Pretty much. I know specifically. Pretty, pretty, much, pretty much the latter, I'm going to say. Okay, I no mean, problem. if one of us to kill, maim, and burn, basically. Ah! I own the uh, Taco Bell Chihuahua stuffed toy that if you squeeze it, it says, here, lizard, lizard, lizard. You burned it. Why, still why haven't you burned it? Why haven't you burned it? Like okay, like I remember, like they kept that design so secret for so long, and I thought stuff was off when I started seeing the commercials. This lizard foot that came down, and then like early on, like Sci-Fi Channel on like a Saturday, they were running some like collectible thing, infomercial, QVC style thing. And they're like, here's our $180 statue of the new go- 24-inch statue of the new Godzilla. And it shows that iguana crawling up the Empire State Building. And both me and my dad are like, we were just doing stuff around the house letting this go. And we saw this and we were, we're like, okay, this is cool. This will be our first shot at it. And then we see that. I'm like, is that it? Really? Really? <sighs> like, yeah. That was the- disappointing on so many levels. We got to see it die. <laughs> Oh, we got to see it twice. Die. Yeah, but one of the babies made it out, so they could still do that sequel. Now Godzilla killed the fuck out of that, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So beautiful. Best use of some uh, some forty one song ever. <laughs> or thirty second fight clip. That will always be one of the most satisfying scenes in film history. I, I have to say, though, honestly, as bad as Emmerich's was, it could have been worse. Like, the draft for the 94 version of the film 
Oh my god. Well, it could have been Godzilla, the American version of Godzilla 85. I don't know what that is. Dr. Pepper presents the Pentagon. Oh god. Oh look, hundreds of people are being stomped underfoot. Well, that's quite the renovate, uh, urban renewal project they got going on over there. Someone take this man out back and shoot him. Sir, are you, are you delusional? The stress has clearly caused this man's mind to snap. We need to get him help. That's what that would be at that point. But no, like the 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 script for the '94 one, like literally, Godzilla was a weapon for Atlantis, and oh. <laughs> See, I would accept honest, that. that kind of works. I, I accept I would, this. I would actually be far more okay with Godzilla bio weapon of Namor <laughs> than I would be. That that is a step above the the '98 version. I am just going to agree that that was. And it gives him a perfect reason to fight Megalon. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, to his, you know, of course, the, the bioweapon of the Hollow Earth. <laughs> the Hollow Weapon of the Bio-Earth? What? <laughs> I got nothing. Godzilla 2 needs to have Jet Jaguar. That's what we need. <laughs> it's yes. rebuilt Brian Cranston's brain <laughs> yes. inside a robot oh, suit. <laughs> No, you know, actually, no, that would work. What you I... do is you just put Brian Cranston in a gaudy silver costume and put, like, robot fake-ass makeup on him. And be like, Brian, we need you to wreck shit. <laughs> it's like, I'm Brian I Cranston. Need you to... I need yeah. you to hold Gagan in a full Nelson. <laughs> Deal. Mr. Cranston, if you're listening to this episode, you know who to talk to. You can make this happen. <laughs> I think he's got an option for the second one. He's dead. Yeah, there are flashbacks. Is this going to be a scream thing? Did he pre-record the rules? Yes. If I die, this is how you fight the next villain. This is how you fight giant monsters. I couldn't confirm my theories on the first one, but buried so you wouldn't find it till five years later. Here are all my records on this second monster I discovered that I didn't it's, bother to reveal to the public. It's on a zip disk. You know how long it takes <laughs> to read those things? First guy, uh, find find another file. Yeah. Do we have a drive for these anywhere? No, we're going to have to build one. Shit. Okay. You just go to the electronic section of your local Salvation Army. Boom. There you go. I was afraid you were going to stay our local future shop, at which point it would fucking slug you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we rewind that? Can I go back? No. No, Let's you have seen that the number of times I have been asked. So I'm trying to get a hold of the electronics department. Okay. <laughs> Big box tech retailer. The entire fucking store. So you guys sell computers here, right? No. That's like going into an A&P and saying, where can I find some groceries? Uh, just spin a dead cat, you'll hit something. <laughs> Please don't swing a dead cat. Yeah. Please. Please do not swing a dead cat in the DVD racks. It's messy. It's hard to clean up. Yeah. But yeah, Godzilla, 98? Fuck that shit. That was not a good movie. That was that not wasn't even a bad a good movie, movie in the way that you can like bad movies. Like, like that was not a Roger Corman movie. Th there's three things that you have to do right to get Godzilla. One, he breathes atomic fire. He doesn't yeah. blow on a burning gas tanker and cause it to explode. No, he fucking nukes shit. Two, the military runs from him, not the other way around. Yeah, especially if they're in a train. Yeah. And three, he's nigh invincible. Usually nigh. the only things that can destroy him are more devastating than just letting him walk around. It's it's the fucking oxygen destroyer, man. That just sounds bad. It is yeah. bad. That's why he <laughs> died. To, that's why he died, like, so they could only use it once. Yes. And then, and then it made a horrible years, bug monster. Yeah, and 40 years later, it meets its ancient Cambrian crustaceans. And they become worse the major threat to the to Godzilla, Oxygen Destroyer, and variants of himself. Robot variants. <laughs> he had the embodiment of world pollution. Oh. That was, Godzilla beat Hedera. That, Hedera that was, was the first really one I saw, movie. so it has a place in my heart. That's fair. It's, Hedera was a good movie. It was when the kitten got stuck on the stairs, I hit my face and cried. Yeah. Like, why oh. would you do that to a cat? That was just... It's Japan. Godzilla, you... stop him! He's horrible! He's horrible. Oh god, did Godzilla's hand just get melted off? Ah. Oh. Like, I, 
I just, that was such a weird movie. And ironically, like, it got weird because an assistant director had to take over because the other, the main guy got sick. And then after what he, the main guy saw happen to it, he kicked him off the team. And that assistant director helped make this one. Well, clearly he learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. But yeah, new Godzilla. It's a pretty good Godzilla movie. I like you it. Know, good chunk of Godzilla. Could have had Brian Cranston. Could have could have had less Quicksilver guy. Could have had less Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. Well, like I, I could have, I could have handled Quicksilver if maybe he was like, okay, I've seen these things fight like three times already. This is what we got to do in these situations. Like him giving advice since he's like the only survivor out of like fifteen encounters with these monsters. Yeah, I believe he technically qualifies as a you know an expert. And yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, he's definitely he sh- he should be the Ripley of the situation. Yeah, but he's some kind of consultant. Like Ripley still played a more active role. Yeah. Again, the stuff we had with Godzilla, fantastic. You laughed, you cried, you cheered for the King of the Monsters when he beat the shit out of the other two. He showed them who's boss. Well, they even managed to make the Muto slightly sympathetic at times. At times. Yeah, and that's. That's impressive to do and when they, you consider the fact they're not human in the slightest. And they made the U.S. Army sympathetic as well. Because it's like, oh my god, they're just shooting at him to distract him while the other guy gets away. That's so That's very brave. <laughs> guys. Oh. Good job, guys. You're, you're dead, but I mean, mission complete. Yeah. Like, I, I liked what they did. I mean, they gave Godzilla a bit of character, because, like, when he's about to tail-slap the, the male Muto into the building, you actually see, when he turns around, he's got a smirk on his face going, oh, it's going to be good. I got it so set up. Just watch this, guys. Watch Wait it. Wait for it. Wait You're gonna feel for it. it. Yeah, I killed it. Oh, crap, it's falling on me. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Shit. Fuck. All right, nothing worse. Why are all of these buildings so destructible? Ugh. Seriously, what the hell is wrong with these humans? Yeah. I think they never encountered a giant monster before. What the fuck? What is up, guys? But yeah, if if they are doing Mothra for a teaser though, for or for the sequel, I want a teaser where it just shows like Godzilla standing up in rubble again, and like he stares at the sun, and then suddenly the sun is eclipsed by these two massive wings. That's what I, I, I want. I just either going blind or putting on sunglasses. <laughs> oh yeah! And it's like, wait, wait fuck. I just yes, want to I... see. Him, I just want to see him say something cool and take his sunglasses off to reveal another set of sunglasses. <laughs> but yeah, Godzilla, good. How many action? Hmm? How many action figures you got for him? Um. Well, I got the six-inch one for the 2014, but then I got one, two, three, three figures. I got no four figures of Godzilla, and then one of King Ghidorah, and then a little Mothra here as well. I just meant for 2014. Oh, so. well. Just okay. for 2014 is the one. Just the one. For now. I want to get the other one, the, the 12 inch one, because it'll actually be to scale with the Pacific Rim stuff, and I want to run a Mechton game where they beat the shit out of each other. Oh, the joy of the, the youth. You're not so old, you can't play Mechton, dude. Seriously, you need like 60 tens, and that's it. <laughs> Fair cop. All right, so that so that is a thing that happened this week. Thank you for listening. <laughs> this week? <laughs> Ranting, also featuring Godzilla. <laughs> we ranted principally about Godzilla. We just had other topics. There was a lot of Godzilla ranting. Mm-hmm. Fuck 1998. Oh, jeez. In general, just that year was the pretty only... lame. Yeah, that year was shit. The only good thing to come out of Godzilla 98 was my Taco Bell Chihuahua doll. I, don't even... I actually think the only good thing that came out of it was the cartoon series because that was more Godzilla than the 98 Godzilla movie. Anyone ever see the '70s Godzilla cartoon series? I, yeah, I grew great. up with that. I grew up with that, man. I'm kind of ashamed to have enjoyed that. That wasn't that good. Well, well I, I love the fact because I, I got almost all the IDW comics have come out for the Godzilla stuff, and in the first volume, like Godzilla gets nuked, and then he starts breathing his atomic fire, and then you got Obama at a press conference, and they're like, people ask him, "So are you going to nuke the monster? Are you going to nuke the monster?" And he goes, "Dude." Japan already tried that. If we nuke it again, what's going to... Japan tried that and started breathing fire. You want us to try it, nuke it? It's going to probably start shooting laser beams. It'll out of its like... eyes. Wackity schmackity doo. I don't think I've read that one, but I'm very amused. Yeah. 
IDW's comics are actually pretty good. Yeah. I really, I really liked Half Century War. Yeah. Well, that was that was just a good story to follow the entire way through. It was well put together. Yeah, any art was pretty solid for the subject matter. Godzilla zombie crossover. How would that work? Zombie Godzilla or just Godzilla, Godzilla stomping on zombie hordes? Zombies aren't going to be able to get through those scales. They're not going to do shit to Godzilla. I'm just Unless saying. it's an airborne plague that Godzilla can inhale, Godzilla's going to be fine. We're Godzilla. screwed. Godzilla versus zombie Ghidra. <laughs> Ghidra would be falling apart. Godzilla would win. Okay. Yeah, Ghidra, okay. Ghidorah would be still be falling apart from the last time Godzilla kicked his ass. Mecha Godzilla versus zombie Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's just robots versus zombies all over again. Depends. Which Mechagodzilla are we talking? Are we talking Kairu? Are we talking, you know... We're talking Millennium Mechagodzilla. So Kiryu. My money's on Kiryu. Because he technically is a zombie robot. Plus, he's still Godzilla, which means he still wins. <laughs> That's the rules. Godzilla wins. I liked I liked Tokyo SOS just for the fact that it had one 45-minute long monster brawl. Yep. That's a long monster brawl. Well, like, a lot of this other movies, they usually, like, split it up between two or three fights. No, this was just one long-ass fight. Tokyo SOS had a lot of good in it, though. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of crazy good. Ladies and gentlemen, Godzilla talk. Yep. Oh. You're live on the air with Godzilla talk. Well, fun would... fact, um, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, All Monsters Attack, the one that came out in 01, that's my favorite Millennium movie, and it's also done by the same guy who did the three Gamera movies in the 90s. So, no wonder <laughs> I like it so much. Fascinating. You know what I miss, like, profoundly? Movie Monster from the old Commodore 64. Someone's probably rewritten that one in Flash. Probably. Oh, you would hope. I really I've need got... to find War of the Monsters back on the old PS2. I have the ROM emulator from somewhere. It's harder to control. But that was that was one of my intros to the big G. That... 86. 86 yeah. is where I began. Because, you know, when you're three years old, you don't understand political motivations or deep symbolism or even that nuclear energy is bad. All you see is a guy in a rubber costume smashing shit. And you're like, that is the greatest thing in the world. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen since my mom stopped putting her boob in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You were just full of these tonight. You have like six more of those you're saving for later? This is why I don't drink SoCo, okay? <laughs> Next episode, guys. Come on. I don't want to just let them all go at once. But yeah, for me, I was like four, and it was like we had a free HBO weekend, and they were doing a double feature with Godzilla versus King Kong and Godzilla versus Mothra, and my parents recorded it on our VCR for me. And, you know... I loved the crap out of the old 33 King Kong film as a kid, and then they put that on. It's like, holy crap, it's King Kong. And who's that he's fighting? He's kind of cool. Who's this jaunty little Asian fellow? <laughs> Go on, Mr. Kong. Show him who's boss. Well, Use I, I your love... crazy lightning powers. I, I love how people th- still think that there's an alternate cut of that movie. Like... Were you paying attention to the movie? Godzilla was wrecking the country. Why would they want him to win? Because Japan is America and doesn't like to lose? Because they've got a great sense of, you know, self-flagellation. They keep bringing the monster back to stop on the... In the context of Godzilla, that is a different thing with Japan that we don't like to talk about involving glass tables and other things. Anyway... Well, I, I didn't even realize it until, like, many years later that everything from the first Godzilla movie all the way to Destroy All Monsters had a continuity. Is there a chart for this continuity explaining how it all fits um, together? Pretty much production order is the okay. same continuity. Because uh, the whole reason Godzilla wakes up on that beach because he's part of that, that washed-in sand and Godzilla versus Mothra is because he was knocked out cold for, like, four months by the fight with Kong. Apparently he hit his head on a very large boulder at the bottom of that bay, <laughs> and just floated around unconscious. And since then he he's had trouble with headaches. <laughs> Godzilla, yet another victim of concussions. <laughs> there's nothing worse than a kaiju-sized concussion. For everything else, there's Advil. <laughs> Great. Now I'm making marketing campaigns for people. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be using that one. You Godzilla. say that now. Godzilla comes home with a horrible headache. Honey, what's wrong? Oh, man. 
King Kong just smack my face into a boulder at the bottom of Tokyo Bay. Here, have an Advil. Now, granted, I did kick about six of them of similar size in his face earlier in the fight, but that's not withstanding. He started it. Him and his, just, his you, should see the, you should see the other guy. Seriously, I was just walking along, walking up Mount Fuji, minding my own business, and then suddenly these red air balloons are floating above me, and they drop a killer ape on me. What the hell was I supposed to do? A bunch they... of little monkeys dropped a big monkey on me. It was dumb. <laughs> so so was that intentional? Was, like, King Kong a weapon of monster destruction? Uh, some in, – in the movie, some TV producer – was trying to bring him to shore, just like how Kong was brought in the 33 film, and uh, for publicity and shit. And then they wouldn't let him come ashore because Godzilla was attacking, and he woke up, and the, Japan was the nearest landmass, so he swam to that, and then they just kept fighting. And it's like, apparently somebody had the idea, you know, 45 years earlier, of, let them fight. <laughs> there are worse ideas to have. Sure. You just want to see the monsters fight. Let them fight. It's like, because King Kong... I think everybody's there. King Nobody Kong... showed up to let them walk King away nicely. It's just a... It's just a da- uh, every King Kong movie is just about the dangers of forcing your children into show business. I thought it was the dangers about letting gigantic hairy men date tiny women. Fuck, I hope not. There goes my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your wife see King Kong, man. Yes. She owns the DVD. It's too late. Uh, well, okay then, Justin. Just uh, stay away from biplanes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Don't climb up the side of any towers. Don't yet. Yeah, if you ever go to New York, New York, don't go anywhere near the Empire State Building sky deck. Just yeah. stay away. Just stay I think inside. All good pieces of advice. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome. We're looking out for you, man. I appreciate that. Just you got my back. This is, uh, that's why you keep me here. I'm using bits and uh, alcohol fuel madness. Somebody has to make bad jokes other than me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. So, Scott, are you still gonna... recording? I yeah, think I, we are. Yeah, are I want to. Yeah, is we going to put this thing down? This kind of just keeps. Uh, I thought this smelled bad. On the outside. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under an attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 3.0 international creative commons license. Please visit our website at sbopodcast.blogspot.com for more episodes as well as social media information. Thank you.